We had a good run. 60 episodes. <laughs> That's, exactly. That's exactly it. Hello and welcome to the Story Toolkit. I'm Basim El-Wakil, co-author of Action, The Art of Excitement with Robert McKee, and joining me is Luke Lionel, writer and part of the McKee Storylog team. So today we're going to talk about Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, God, I lost it. <laughs> this is why we don't say hello. Remember how... How many times we tried to start the podcast and the way we got it to work was me going, so today, that's okay. how I it got worked. It, I got it, I got it, got it. Feed me the line again. You, okay, so today, you're going to talk about Santa Clarita diet. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> um, and as usual, if you need to get in contact with us, we are on Twitter at The Story Toolkit and we, our website, thestorytoolkit.wordpress.com is where you can find all the episodes and you can email us directly through there if you have anything you want us to talk about. Or you can tweet at us. Yeah, and as always, we are accept- accepting iTunes reviews of uh, one star and above. This is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's get to it. Santa Clarita <laughs> Diet. Santa Clarita Diet is a show it's on Netflix. It stars Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore. It's very, very funny. And before we start talking about it, I watched the show having no idea what it was about. Did you know what it was about? Um, uh, all I'd seen was the little... Ne- you know when you hover over it on Netflix yeah. and you see like a, a little kind of brief montage? Oh, no. You don't see that on like your iPhone or <laughs> Oh, okay. So on when when you watch it on um, uh, on TV version, when you hover over the show, at least on the Xbox, um, uh, uh, it starts like the 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 header starts kind of cycling through a few oh, okay. shots. It's like a little kind of teaser okay. thing. And so I saw in that I saw. So you saw some of it. I saw, the reason I want to say this is because I don't want to spoil what the show is about to anyone. Oh, I see. Because I had no idea what this series was about. None. Absolutely none. I wonder now then what picture you're going to choose for the thumbnail on the episode. Oh, I know. (laughs) Okay. It'll probably be some sort of, uh, what's his name, elephant reaction shot or something like that. So, okay, if you haven't watched it. If you haven't watched it, stop now. It's a short show. There's only like 20-minute episodes, 30-minute episodes. There's only eight of them. There's ten. Ten of them. It's, It's a short sitcom. It's really funny. Uh... And if you have no idea what the show is about, it's worth watching. Did you binge Cold. it on one? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it was the same for yeah. and I. I. I loved it. I thought it was really funny. It was just great. And especially when you have zero... Because when you have zero <laughs> clue, your reactions are very close to Timothy Oliphant's at the start, right? So, okay, that's the spoiler warning. We're going to start telling it, so I'm going to start talking about the premise. Okay, so what was it you saw in the in the thing? Spoiler's done now. We're going to go to it. We're going to go to it now. It's done. I saw Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant trying to empty a large tub of blood and guts into a hole in the desert. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Which is episode two. It's episode two. Oh, when so- that's it. When somebody... T- <laughs> they're you know trying what? to put it into a hole. It spills all over onto the floor and then headlights come. <laughs> that was the teaser. <laughs> you know... What this show is now that I think about it, it's Dexter as a comedy. Right. Right? <laughs> uh, and so, basically, the Santa Clarita Diet, I assume now you've seen it, so we'll talk about it. 
basically the premise of the show is Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant are husband and wife who are realtors. And one day they're trying to sell a house and Drew Barrymore throws up a lot. <laughs> she throws up an enormous amount of vomit and including a weird red sort of organ-like thing. After which she has these weird hunger pains and stuff. And basically she eats Nathan Fillion and turns out to be a zombie. She's she's somehow become a zombie. She's thrown up. She died. And now she's a zombie. And the show is about them sort of trying to live normal lives with the fact that she's a zombie. Trying to just get over. Like... It's 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 treated like it's just a problem that their marriage has to deal with. It's just we've got to get used to this new new way of things. That's just how it is. It's very funny, and um, they get into all sorts of ridiculous hijinks as they try to conceal the fact that she is a flesh eating zombie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is great. Anyway, that's the that's the show. Okay, and the end of the season ends with him getting a clue as to how she might have become a zombie. Yeah, to do with the red organ, right? That's right. It has been a while since we watched it. Yeah. Um, so that ends with them having a clue to that, but we don't know how she became a zombie, if it's reversible, how they're going to reverse it, anything like that. Point is, sets up season two. Sets up season two. Okay. Season one is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and that's the show, right? Uh, so what we thought we'd talk about is... Um, the, how it gets away with laughter with this ridiculous amount of gore and violence and cannibalism and uh, omnoming it's just, <laughs> om nom, om nom, nom. it's messed up because there, there there's a, a rule in comedy yes which is that nobody gets hurt nobody gets hurt um comedy doesn't really hurt comedy doesn't really hurt and you see a lot of blood and guts. <laughs> and a lot of people. And being, people being in. Yeah, and people kind of in pain. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not, it's not. not a timid show. <laughs> uh, so how come that's okay? You know, if you're not supposed to get hurt, how come? Um, Do you want to, um, just to highlight that nobody gets hurt, uh, yeah. what's the... Um, the, the um, Reason for it. Yeah, okay, that, I mean, that's a start. Go for it. <laughs> There, there, no one gets hurt in comedy because uh, people won't laugh if they're in empathy and if they're watching pain and things like that. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to keep a sort of emotional distance in order for people to laugh. What's the fish called wonder story? Oh, the fish called wonder story uh, is that in the film, there's a scene where one of the little dogs in the film gets crushed. Uh, I... It's Michael Palin, yeah, Michael Palin. Yeah, he's trying to kill an old lady. Yeah, and, he, and she has three little killed. dogs, and she and he accidentally crushes. He kills the, her three little dogs, and she accidentally, he accidentally crushes one of the dogs with a piano or something. And they shot the scene, and they got like her blood and guts from the butcher's thing, and they put that underneath the thing where it's supposed to be crushed, so that there's all this blood and guts coming out. Uh, and when they showed that to test audiences, no one laughed. Because it was like that hurt, hurt the dog. So, uh, but they'd they'd shot the scene without the blood and guts. They'd covered themselves with angles and stuff. And so the director Charlie Crichton, uh, it put up in the final film, which is the version we've all seen, which is the scene where there's no blood and guts. You just sort of see this mm. pancaked dog that's clearly, <laughs> clearly like a stuffed toy type thing, like pancaked. And it's very funny. It gets a big yeah. laugh. 
Uh, but the other side of it, when it was blood and guts, that didn't get a laugh because that hurt. It was too painful and whatever. So uh, that the so the prince so the idea is 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 if if people, I mean, it's one of those things like you can get it like stand up, you know, when you roast somebody and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but if someone cries, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, right. So it's. It's funny so long as people aren't getting hurt. Practical jokes are funny, but if someone gets hurt, it's not funny, right? So a comedy has this sense of you can't laugh at someone and at the same time experience their pain. You, you can't do that. Uh, well, you can if you're a sociopath, I guess. Um, but you can't really do that, right? So there's always a sort of an emotional distancing so that you laugh. I mean, for example, it's, it's, an, old, it's an old famous phrase, this idea of the difference between comedy and tragedy is distance that you could take almost any comedy play it a little slower make the characters a little more empathetic and it's not funny anymore um i mentioned john cleese again uh john cleese when he was talking about writing faulty towers with his wife connie booth the two of them would often be writing a scene and they would laugh and then they would go that poor man for basil faulty right because the things that are happening to him are so horrible. Yet you're laughing at the same time. You go, oh, poor man. And you remember when you watch Forty Times, you're like, oh, no, don't do it. No, no, don't. And he does the thing. And of course, then you burst out laughing. There's these brief moments of just like, oh, no. But if you were actually in empathy with him really properly you could do faulty towers exactly the same but make it just a drama a tragedy as this guy can't can't run his hotel properly and he gets defrauded by this guy or whatever you know gets that embarrassed and his family his you know his marriage falls apart and you can make it like all those things um but so comedy you know co- comedy isn't um isn't a type of story it's a type of presentation um, so any story can be told as a comedy and any drama can be made as a comedy and any comedy can be made as a drama. So at its core, it's not a, it's not a genre in and of itself. It's the way you present something. It's, it's a presentational genre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's just a, it's a series of conventions for pre- presentate, uh, for presenting a story in any medium. Yeah. Um, and so comedy, one of the things is, uh, to, you're trying to get people to laugh with comedy and comedy subgenres pretty much delineate through how severe the attack is. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have parody or you have satire. Or you have... Yeah, this is what we talked about in another yeah. episode. Yeah, and it? so like how strong is your attack? How you know, kind of insult humor and things like that. And so you know, South Park or it's always sunny Philadelphia are very sort of um, black comedy, dark, very vicious. Whereas Arrested yeah. Development isn't. Father Ted isn't. Yeah, they're not very vicious at all. They're very sort of light-hearted and silly. Um, and, but all of comedy is going to keep a sort of emotional distance from the audience to some extent so that people will laugh. Uh, so that the, whatever horrible things are happening, you laugh. So, you know, like in Arrested Development, Job is sitting there totally broken and they play the sound of silence right over in the background and you start laughing. Tobias Fionke when he's encountering the, the the horrors that are going on in his head, like the denial that he can act or whatever. And he just, he's, uh, he just buries it down. You can't help but laugh. Um, because there's a sort of distancing from uh, from from all of that. You keep getting it so you laugh. Um, and Santa Clutra, though, it's no different. Even though 
Like even though it has close close ups from mutilated corpses. Well, let's get into why Clarita works then. Oh yeah, it's great. So, (laughs) by the way, listeners, when I was watching Santa Clarita die in my head, I don't know why, but I couldn't help but picture Luke and his wife Hannah in the roles of uh, Oliphant and Barrymore respectively. I don't know why there was just something about it made a lot of sense that Hannah would turn out to be a zombie and I feel you would react the way Oliphant does. <laughs> like, I just feel I would get eaten. <laughs> that would happen. And that You'd have the bathtub scene. I'm sorry, Bess. This has been good. <laughs> like, I just feel like that will, that would happen. <laughs> we had a good run. 60 episodes. <laughs> That's exactly it. I just, I just, I just, I can see you saying those things to Hannah. She's covered in blood, eating someone. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, so in comedy, no one gets hurt, but yes. in Clarita, they they get hurt all the time. They, they get hurt all the time. Uh, okay, let's talk about the pain factor then. Yes, or suffering. Yeah. So uh, in the first episode, Drew Barrymore eats Nathan Fillion. This is the first. Episode. Zombie. And it's the first zombie it's the thing. The first yeah. zombie thing you see. Yeah. Isn't it? You don't even know she's a zombie until that moment. No. In fact, you don't know she's a zombie no, after. No, that's true, yeah. You just know that she's somehow become a cannibal, right? She's <laughs> eating people. Um, Nathan Fillion <clears throat> hits on Drew Barrymore a lot. He's another realtor. Um, even though, because Drew Barrymore, after she th- vomits, she becomes a lot less inhibited and more free spirited. And she goes out uh, drinking with her friends, the waitress from Philly and all those people, right? And she she goes to a bar. Nathan Fillion's at the bar. He hits on her. Timothy Oliphant shows up and is like, I'm going to bring you home because you're not acting yourself. You're being weird. You threw up a lot. You don't seem to care about that. And Nathan Fillion's like, hey, I'm Captain Mal Reynolds. She wants to spend time with me. Uh, and so he kind of... is the show Firefly Cannon. Yeah. And uh, so I thought it was, and um, she's Reva, she's Reva Mal. Um, so so Drew Barrymore kind of fobs off Timothy Oliphant. Uh, Nathan Fillion kind of um, muscles Timothy Oliphant away, um, and so he starts hitting on Timothy Oliphant's wife, right? And he goes back to her house the next day. Uh, Fillion, he goes back to Drew Barrymore, and I believe he blackmails her or something, and he kind of forces her to start flirting with him. And so Drew Barrymore starts sucking on his fingers and giving him foreplay. And that's when she bites off his fingers and eats them. And, <laughs> and then, as, as he's bleeding and he's missing his two fingers, she sucks more blood out of his hand. He faints from the blood loss and then she eats his stomach. Tears open his stomach, starts eating the intestines and stuff. And that's when Tim the Elephant comes home, sees her doing this in their backyard. And she just looks up, covered in blood intestines everywhere Nathan Fillion dead on the floor she goes we can make this work (laughs) that's the end of the first episode and the thing about it is like it's funny and it's surprising it's shocking it's gory but at the same time it's funny because it doesn't really hurt because there's the 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 important exchange between them as she's eating his fingers. Yes, she eats his fingers. He says, "You ate my fingers." She says, "I don't hate your fingers." You ate my fingers like that, and then he passes out. But he doesn't scream. 
Yeah, he doesn't scream. It's more important in that moment for him to correct her. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> she doesn't seem to think that it's a problem that she ate his fingers. <laughs> she doesn't seem to think that that should hurt him. Like, she doesn't understand why he would be upset with this, right? Also, again, when you unpick it, she, she, she's in a sense worried about his feelings. Yeah. Like, I, no, I don't hate your fingers. <laughs> she's worried about his feelings, right? <laughs> and we don't like Nathan Fillion in the show. Uh, because he's horrible, right? He's trying to break up Drew and Timothy. We don't want that to happen, right? He's kind of a sleaze, kind of deserves it, probably doesn't deserve to get eaten, to be honest, actually. <laughs> up until she bites his fingers, we want something back. We want her to get her own back on him, right? We want her to kind of lay down the law. But that's the that's the spirit where it's like, we want him to be punished. We want her to stand up for Timothy Oliphant. We want her to, like, save her marriage and be good. And we want all that. And, oh, she ate his fingers, what is going on? Oh, she's eating more of him. Right? It's like, we don't know what's going on. Let's watch the next episode to find out why she's eating this man. Right? But it go, it just goes from sort of like <laughs> from sanity to total insanity on a dime. Right? And you kind of wanted something bad to happen to, but not this much. And because Fillion doesn't start screaming, he doesn't do, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't suffer. Right? She bites his fingers. He gets upset. <laughs> he's shocked. He's upset. He passes out and then he's dead. Yeah. So he dies while he's unconscious, basically. He doesn't... She eats him while he's unconscious and that's it. You don't see him... She doesn't have to bludgeon him to death. She, do you know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't have to do kind of horrible things to kill him. He just kind of passes out and dies. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we don't feel... <laughs> we don't feel bad... And then, and then the brilliant thing is she goes, we can make this work. And the idea that she and Oliphant haven't fully processed what she's done is very, very funny. Because that is another form of distancing. So, uh, well, yeah, I guess it is. If she Imagine if he, if he came in and they started crying and go, oh my God, I ate somebody. Yeah. That's not funny, right? But the fact that her reaction when she comes when he comes in is like she's been caught eating a cookie, you know. She does like we can make it work. Like she's cheating on him, right? Because that's the gag, right? We can make this work. We can we can make and like that's it to them. It's like oh, what really matters here is our marriage. Our marriage has to keep going. It's like she's eating the guy. Something's clearly not right. It turns out she's a zombie. But what matters is that they love each other. That they'll support each other. That they stick. Yes, I think it's a marriage problem. But we could. So I mean, move on to the next point now. Yeah. Um, we can make this work. Is their blind obsession? Yes, right? they're blind. Completely, their blind obsession throughout the thing that they can go back to being a normal. Pe- <laughs> Even though she just eats people, that's it's okay. I think there are worse sense, things. <laughs> you know, um, uh, is it David Crane? Tobias? Oh, David Cross. David Cross. Sorry, not Crane. Um, yeah, David Cross, when he plays Tobias, yeah. and you know, you can see the pain beneath the surface. <laughs> just there. Just there. Just there. <laughs> with, with Timothy Oliphant, um, I mean, I knew, I'd, I knew he was witty. You know and who could... else did that, David Cross? Other David Cross? Melissa McCarthy and Samantha Who, before she became oh, a I huge star. I, when I watched it, she was my favourite thing in it because she would say things. And she would have that look like David Cross, like there is a pain in this woman that she's just like, it's all right, I'm alone. <laughs> just carry on. It's just like, oh, oh, that's a problem. There's something dark. I, um, I've, I've never seen Oliphant do 
comedy in the, like there's funny lines in Justified and stuff right and what am I forgetting oh, you know how many women oh, yeah, I've no, had okay. sex he was in My Name is Earl. He was, yeah. And he okay, does this. You scared? You scared? I like it. You should be. I'm Billy Reed. <laughs> Maybe that's the photo you should use. <laughs> that was before Justified. It's one of the funniest things. He's like in two seats. And he just. <laughs> and he's gone. But I was going to say, it's, it's, it's like the Tobias stuff. Yeah. There is everything going on under the surface yes. and you know it's there yes. just behind those eyes it's this <laughs> denial <laughs> my wife does not eat people we yeah. can make this work <laughs> it's, it's, it's the effort being maintained to keep yeah. the fiction right? yeah. like how hard he has to work to not accept it like he just yeah, we're fine we're fine <laughs> um, yeah so uh, yeah, there is that. So that the blind obsessions help distance us from it. The fact that it's, it's Nathan Fillion being a schmuck. The fact that like he doesn't really seem to hurt, get hurt by it. Um, the fact that Drew Barrymore isn't traumatized by it. Timothy Oliphant isn't traumatized by it. it. There's just this constant distancing from it. And then you've also got the camera angles and the lighting. It happens in broad daylight. You can see everything. Yeah. The camera angle is far away, right? You can see the whole body of Nathan Fillion lying on the floor. You can see all of Drew Barrymore. It's not intense close-ups. Again, you you could take this exact same scene. This actually saying it's Dexter is a, a comic version of Dexter is very. Uh, it's actually worked quite well because if you watch Dexter and you just look at how De- Dexter and Santa Clarita Diet have pretty much a very similar type of story. Okay. They've also got quite a similar, um, uh, like a palette. Right, because they're both very sunny. Yeah. Uh, and yet, if you look at how they filmed Dexter, right, the music, uh, the close-ups, uh, the focus on the pain, people get really hurt, they're scared, they beg for their lives. Yeah. Dexter enjoys it. Uh, uh, in fact, instead of Dexter, go to the real sicko, Hannibal, the Maz Mikkelsen Hannibal. Right. Right. Uh, and you look at how that's that's even a step further than Dexter. I mean, Dexter's like intriguing and kind of exciting and kind of a bit messed up. Hannibal makes Dexter look like a, a vegan. It's yeah. he's just Hannibal makes Dexter look like Santa Clarita Diet. It's it's so so horrifying in its own way. It's mind warping. Uh, it's hard to tell when you're watching something that's real versus a dream. Um, it's slow motion. It, there's these close-ups. There's these broken-up pieces. The music, everything about, uh, and then the reactions of people to what Hannibal does to them. Uh, I mean, Hannibal makes people eat themselves. Right? It's it's really really twisted. You watch and you just go, it's just harrowing to watch after a while. Season two, season one's not great, but season two is really messed up. Um, uh, and uh, what Hannibal's trying to do. So you, if you compare just how those two do it, like how does Drew Barrymore eat someone versus how Hannibal eats someone, right? And you just look at that, you go, geez, this, it, the, the way... And the thing is, you could make Hannibal a comedy. Yeah. You could, but... The sound effects help in Clarita as so, well. Yeah. Yeah, you got those kind it's of... It's proper munching, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like that. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and also the uh, your distance from. <laughs> There's a bit when she bites Nathan's fingers and she's chewing on them, and you go, "Oh, 
oh, like that, right? But she's talking through the chewing and all that kind of stuff. So much blood. Yeah, so and it's kind of like sickening, but not repulsive. It's like, oh, oh, there's too much. There's too much, right? Whereas in Hannibal, right? <laughs> Hannibal, he's cutting into some meat. And he's having a dinner party and he's cutting into some meat. And you know that they are the, the people he's feeding it to are FBI agents who are looking for a person and that's the person they're eating. And when they cut into it, the juices from the meat pour into the plate and then they... And like they go, oh, oh you want to throw up, right? <laughs> it's, it's just, it's too much. It's like, oh, jeez, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, this is disgusting. Oh. And he's like, yes, I was hunting rabbit. Have more rabbits. Like, it's not rabbit. It's the person you're looking for. You're eating the evidence. You know, it's just like, jeez. But this, it's so beautifully cooked. It's like a cooking show. It's like a cooking show. It's totally messed up. So anyway, yeah, just, you can go on YouTube, right, and see Hannibal, uh, like, clips from the show. You just watch Hannibal, how he prepares someone for food. He's like a gourmet. He takes his time. He's like Fraser Crane, you know? Takes his time. Does all these wonderful things. All that. And you go, geez, the preparation it took. There's all kinds of interesting things they mention. Like, in order to get um, the meat really tender, uh, he puts snails on it. So that the snails eat some of the flesh. And then you eat the snails afterwards. So and so he's basically making someone eat their own leg and then eat the snails that ate parts of their own leg. Oh, and it's glazed in honey. <sighs> they talk about how... You see how it's cooked and how it's, you start to kind of get a sense of the taste of what it must be like to yeah. eat this. That's how messed up Hannibal is, okay? Santa Clarita died. There's none of this, right? She eats people. It's cartoonish. There's a distancing from everything. Okay, from on the that f- note, oh, here's an example. As I said, I, the I, flavor, I, the flavor, right? Yeah. In Hannibal, you can almost taste what they're eating, right? Yeah. The human flesh. In Santa, Clarita, you never get a sense of taste. You never get a sense that oh, I, I know what this tastes like. Can I highlight a scene in Clarita um, to mirror this, like taking your time gourmet <laughs> meal? <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? I do. The bathtub scene. <laughs> bathtub scene. So they they have um, they they kill is it the neighbor? Yeah, Dan. So he kills the neighbor. The neighbor's getting suspicious. Oh yeah, they do. They do have two two law enforcement neighbors. One's yeah. a sheriff and one's a cop, and they have a rivalry because a sheriff isn't a real cop, right? Because Dan is a sheriff. Yeah. And the other guy's a cop, and right. yeah, right. So they kill they kill Dan. Dan, who's the sleaze. Who's apparently on the take? We find out, and he's um, not a nice guy. He's the stepfather. He's not someone's real dad. They they put in a lot of reasons why it's okay for him to go. <laughs> you know? And they have to hide the body. And I can't remember. They have a time limit. But right? He doesn't just die. Um, what happens is um, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. Uh, the guy's got suspicious of what's going on. He's he thinks that they killed Nathan Fillion and all that stuff, and he's going to blackmail uh, them and get Drew Barrymore put in prison unless they do what they say to him. And he because he's a corrupt cop and oh, everything, yeah, yeah. so Timothy Oliphant beats him to death with the shovel. Right, but wait, when I say beats him to death, he hits him once and the guy dies. Yeah, that's it, right? So it's instant. It's quite, again didn't really hurt. However, there's the problem, which is the next day the police are going to come over because it's he's it's his job as a policeman. Like, how long can he go missing for? Yeah. And all that so it's like we have to get rid of the evidence. We have a day, like they have an evening to get rid of the evidence. What do we do? 
So <laughs> the only way to get rid of the evidence is for Drew Barrymore to eat the evidence. Eat and the so, whole mash. So she, She's so hungry as well because it's so hard for her to get a meal. So she <laughs> said they keep trying and they can't do it. They can't kill people. So, so she says about eating the entire body, and there's a scene. The well, I mean that it's that whole it's gluttony, right? Versus the snails and the, the honey glaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, versus all that. She's just sitting there like Winnie the Pooh in a big bag. Just <laughs> <laughs> like so humbly in my tumbly, just eating honey. Nom, nom, nom. She eats like half of him, right? She can't yeah. eat more. It's the it's the next day when they realise they've run out of time. <laughs> she can't do it. She can't do she's it. She's got this big distended belly. She's eaten the guy's bigger than her, and she's eaten half of him. Like this Timothy the elephant goes to him to apologise. <laughs> It goes to the bathtub where she, where Dan is half mutilated. There's nothing. There's, there's, there's just his torso and his head. This carved up and horrible. He goes to apologize. I gotta go say sorry to Dan. <laughs> and he goes, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he does it. He says, like, look at me. I'm apologizing. Like I beat you at beer pong. But like in his head. And then he starts talking to him about like, you know, I feel bad that you're never gonna get to get the smell of coffee. And then and he goes like, you know, life's so short, you gotta appreciate it. And then he has his own epiphany of like, you know what, he has to take seize the day, carpe diem. And then he goes, this has been helpful. He gets up and, always like, and there's the shot of just the corpse in the thing. And the thing is, the show keeps cutting back to the body in the bathtub, right? And that should stop you laughing because the body is really messed up and mutilated. But it's actually funny. Mm. And the reason it's funny is because we are so... Dis- Timothy Oliphant is so disconnected from the reality that you you yourself can't take that reality that seriously. You can't go, but oh my God, poor Dan. You just can't do it. Mm. Dan died instantly. He didn't really feel any pain. He was a jerk. The fact that they tried to eat him has gone horribly wrong. The whole thing has gotten so preposterous and so ridiculous. And his reaction of, you know, it's like he's just talking to a friend and like going, you know, this has been helpful. Like it's been a little counselling thing. Like he went up for closure. That's it. It's all about him and all that stuff. It's hard to get... That's all distancing so that we in our heads go, yeah, yeah, it hurt, but it's not real. Yeah. It didn't really hurt. And so that distancing lets us laugh. Otherwise, we just wouldn't laugh. Even though it's a close-up of a mutilated corpse, it's still funny. It stretches that gap, yeah, doesn't it? Of expectation. Yeah. And we're in... Because yeah. the body is so mutilated. <laughs> and his reaction is so... Yeah. mundane and normal yeah I felt like this is just no it's it's yeah. fine it's fine it's you know i'll apologize fine. to him for, yeah. for him being eaten <laughs> like i murdered you and my wife ate your body i'm sorry dude let's <laughs> talk about slapstick then yeah because essentially this is all this is slapstick right slapstick has always been the gag of slapstick is it if someone gets hurt right so like Laurel and Hardy, the Three Stooges, right? Yeah. People get hurt all the time. They get they get knocked around on the head. They get poked in the eye. They do all this stuff. But 
you laugh because the reactions are inherently funny. So uh, when I say the reactions, what I mean is either people react physically in a cartoonish kind of way, right? So like they get knocked, but they come straight back up again. Mm. They get banged, whoop, you know, that great joke with the plank. You get knocked one way, you fall down, you get up just in time to get hit again, you get back up, right? No one goes, oh, I've got a concussion or anything like that. You know, it's just boom, 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 boom. And it's funny, yeah. right? Because you see people go up and down. The cartoon physics of the Looney Tunes and that kind of stuff. Um, or if they get hurt, they react in a way, the, the reason, it, it, they react, like, you know, in the Three Stooges, and then they pokes him in the eye, like that, it's almost musical, Yeah. right? So there's these sort of reactions where the reactions tell you this doesn't really hurt. Even though the gag is they got hurt, they got pain. The fact that they're reacting in a way that suggests they're not in pain is funny in that way, right? That's what slapstick is. This is a really gory slapstick. Mm. That's essentially what a Santa Clarita diet is. It's it's black slapstick, you know, black <laughs> black comedy, right? What? <laughs> I was just happy you didn't call it black stick. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, because, yeah, you get black comedy, right? And um, uh, Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Browns are black farce, which yeah. you don't normally get. This is black slapstick. This is really dark, gory. I think at its slapstick. core, when you when you said that off mic um, before, before we started, that mm. unlocks Clarita for me. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. It of makes it. sense of it, yeah. yeah. Because slapstick is is we know what that is. It's very um, yeah, you know, um, and the fact it is cartoonish. Yeah, like when they fight Loki. Oh, the other. Yeah, there's a there's a drug dealer. <laughs> there's a. <laughs> Sorry, it's such a good turn, and it gets such it a good laugh. It is. So <laughs> Loki is he like a bounty hunter or something? No, no, he's a drug dealer. Oh, that's that's right. But where when you turn into because they get they go after him to eat him. That they go they we need to right. be able to eat someone. So this, so what happened? This is how Dan rule... gets hooked into it because okay. Dan tells them, um, "I want you to go after and get Loki for me because right. you're killers. So you go kill Loki that's for me." Right. And they're like, "Oh yeah, if we kill Loki, that's great because you could eat Loki. If he's a drug dealer, it's, everything's working out okay." So the rule of <laughs> of turning into a zombie is that when you turn into a zombie, it unlocks like your inner emotion and your inner desire. And so when Drew Barrymore turns into into a zombie, she goes from this um, very placid real estate agent, um, and she starts going out and drinking and having fun. Yeah. Um, and so you expect this drug dealer to suddenly become this feral monster and you, you are terrified of when they're actually going to go to meet him and they go into the bar where he is and he's he's reading poetry. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's, he's turned into a, a zombie. He's become a poet. <laughs> Zombiness has made him a poet. And... Uh... He's, he's connected with himself and it's like, oh yeah, we can't eat you now. Like that. And because uh, he's so nice now, everyone, he's, lo- he's this lovely guy and then because he's a zombie and Drew Barrymore's a zombie, he's in love with her and he decides, well, we have to be together. So he pursues her and he goes, well, you won't love me until I get rid of your husband. So they have to kill Loki because uh, he's going to kill Timothy Oliphant, but this idea that you, yeah, you're expecting him to be this monster, and he's like, he's a drug dealer. Well, that no, no, he's lo- he's this lovely poet now. <laughs> but the the fight that they have with Loki is very slapstick. That's a bit I don't recall. 
they have a fight in his apartment. If you remember, they they put on these plastic mac. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, right. They put on the plastic mac things. It goes horribly wrong. They try to kill him with a pen. It just it doesn't go right at all. Um, and so, uh, but the, that's the, the fight scenes that they have in the show. There's lots of physical comedy, and it's all this ridiculous slapstick, like when they run someone over with the car and all that kind of stuff. They're mm. Just constant, like. You know, you know, but in this one, people, unlike in normal slapstick, people get back up in this one. They stay dead. And then they go, he's fine. He's fine. You eat him. Right? We'll cut him up piece by piece. Like, she turns him into, like, a... Remember she makes them into smoothies? Yes. She So she's drinking these smoothies. Like, What's in that? It's just a lot of, you know, good stuff for you. Like that. You wouldn't like it. It's just like, oh, man, I should get on your diet program. Yeah, yeah, you should. Hence the new Santa Clarita diet, right? There's this whole sort of thing of just like she's she's doing it in plain sight all the time, eating. <laughs> um, everyone else is like at dinner. People are eating, but she's eating human flesh, right? And they're trying to pretend to the daughter that they aren't eating, that she's not eating human flesh. Oh, this is just my turkey. That's all. Like, I wanted to come back to... Um... Uh, the word reactions because I I wrote it down and then you you in fact men- mentioned it a couple of minutes afterwards. But mm-hmm. the importance of reactions in this whole idea because yeah. <clears throat> um, in it was one of the McKee quotes I remember reading that um, a lot of the story is told or in fact maybe all of the story is told in reactions of characters yeah. as opposed to what people do. It's the reactions sure. of the characters around them. Yeah. And so Clarita works in a way because the reactions of the characters yeah. makes this all okay and makes it funnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they were like, if they reacted in any sort of sane way, it right. wouldn't be funny. Um, if she was traumatized by what she's become, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be funny. And but it's the, funny when you when you yeah. can murder somebody and have, then have the two central characters say. It's, it's fine. We'll make it we work. Can, we can make it work. We can make it work. <laughs> we'll cut them up. We'll put I'm, them in. Fridge. I'm dedicated to making this work. <laughs> it's like, jeez. They kind of live in this lovely suburban liberal American world, right? With counselling and things yeah. like that. They're, they're, they've got this whole thing of like, look, we can just, we can do it. And the fact that they're confronted with this ridiculous, horrifying zombie thing, and they're like, yeah, we're just. Gonna... It's very much like um the hot fuzz type thing, you know, where. You take a kind of story and you put it in a culture that really can't deal with it, right? So you take the American Michael Bay, you know, uh, crime action epic type thing, and then you stick that in the West Country. Yeah. Right? And it's just inherently funny because, you see, something like Bad Boys, you know, they have a car chase in Bad Boys. They can have a car chase in Bad Boys because L.A. is enormous, yeah. Sanford is tiny. You can jog it. Do you know what I mean? You can't have a car chase in there because there's nowhere to go. The roads are too small. Yeah. You can't, and they're bendy. You can't, I mean, in England, you can't really have car chases. In America, they have these giant, long, big, straight roads. You can, it's like, so inherently, the kind of tropes that you would get don't work properly in the West Country. And so forcing them in and having people react to them the way that they do makes it very funny. Santa Clarita Diet, you know, normally zombie stuff, it happens in places that aren't very affluent, right? It doesn't happen to people who have lots of security, lots of space, all that stuff. It's generally in, like, tight quarters, right? 
Uh, it's it, you know people trapped in a mall, people trapped here, people trapped wherever. People are trapped; they can't get out. All that stuff. Everyone's losing their minds. There's betrayal. You're not coming with us. You know, mm. everyone's about survival. And this, it's like we can make a marriage work. Um, all that really matters is saving face in the community yeah. because it's in Beverly Hills or whatever it is. It's just. It's interesting you mentioned hot fuzz. I want to go back to it because I was going to throw this question. I know we didn't discuss it, but I was going to throw the question at you. Can you think of something similar that kind of touches the same um, uh, kind of tone as this? And actually, yeah. hot fuzz kind of does. Those yeah. death scenes are brutal, right? Yeah. So the one in particular, the. Um, uh, when one of the cultists um, pushes the spire off the church, yes, and you see it fall into the reporter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there is blood everywhere, yeah, and that would hurt, yeah. Except, except they go, oh, and then they they react to the sort of like, oh, that really is a horrible thing that's just happened, right? Go, oh, I didn't see that coming, and also the fact that people go, yeah, it's just an accident, yeah. Like, really? Like, when the guy stabs the woman in the throat with the shears, right? Uh, in the, the garden shears. Right. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The back, he stabs her and then he chases after her. And then, like, what's the police's response to this? She fell onto them. It's like, oh, she was murdered. Like, that. oh, murder, murder, murder. Everything's a murder with you. It's just the like, accidents happen. Really? Yeah. Like, the constant, like, these are just accidents. They're not really murders. But again, it's not focusing on... But also, Hot Fuzz is more serious than Santa Clarita. It is, yes. Right? Because they have the action sequences, and it's a bit yeah. more... It, it goes a bit more tense at times, a bit more exciting, a bit more serious. But then they always puncture that with some yeah. hilarity. Um, same with Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Right. Although Shaun of the Dead, the funny things don't come from the zombies. The zombies aren't funny. No. And in fact, Hot Fire similarly, like the killer isn't funny. The 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 rest of the police, the, the the world in which the killer exists is funny. The killer is not funny. Whereas in Santa Clarita Diet, everything is kind of funny. The um the 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 fact that she's a zombie is funny. Mm. She's not like taunt like like any of that. She's she's cogent she's clear-minded she kind of is trying to hide the fact that her toes are falling off uh she's kind of more worried about you know how will our marriage survive this as opposed to you're a zombie you know she's kind of okay with it so she she has her own blind obsession she's funny whereas um the the um the the criminals and hot fuzz aren't really funny um the zombies aren't really funny Oh, there's certain funny bits. Simon Skinner, like Timothy Dalton, is hilarious in Hot Fuzz, but uh, he's funny, not not the killer, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like the, the actual murder stuff isn't that funny because uh, that generates the spine for the whole film. Yeah. But then it's a two-hour film. It needs to hold itself together, whereas this is 20-minute bits of comedy, bite-sized yeah. comedy. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish we could. Yeah, who else did puns? I wish, you, I, it, I wish you were prepared with the stop button. That was, that was a mic drop. <laughs> Should have saved it. Yeah. Got to think of another one now. Okay. At the end. Yeah. Um, right now, if you guys are waiting on one, it's not going to happen. <laughs> that, was, that was lucky. There's no there's no way I'm going to come up with another one. Um. Okay. Well, I guess summary then. Okay. Right? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Um, summarize. 
Uh, what? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, okay, no, I think just just quickly going over the talking points again would be quite helpful. Um, yeah. And then we'll round it up. So, uh, first of all, comedy, no one gets hurt. Yeah, no one really gets hurt, no. It doesn't. Either the pain isn't really real, or there is not suffering, or it's not permanent. It hurts now, but it won't hurt in a bit. Yeah. You know, sometimes you laugh when a kid hurts themselves, like right. They they you know they bang their foot and they start crying like it's the end of the world, and you kind of just laugh because like in you know ten, it doesn't hurt in like twenty seconds that you won't it won't hurt you anymore yeah. and you'll be over it. So it doesn't really hurt. You know what I mean? Um, so there's always there's always some sort of escape hatch for okay. the audience that keeps them a little distant from the pain. And so yeah, so the the, the ways you can do that, we can distance from the pain. Mm-hmm. So you don't show real suffering. You don't show real suffering. The characters don't react to it in the in the in a certain way. The camera pulls away. And so, like for example, when she's throwing up, why doesn't the throwing up hurt? Well, because it's behind closed doors. You just hear it in the background. There's a lot of it. Everyone else is trying to act like it's not a big deal that, that she's throwing up an enormous such amount. A good scene. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't seem to be phased by the fact that she's throwing up that much like it's a lot and she's like it's fine just keep showing them the house it'll be okay it'll be okay <laughs> yeah. whereas you like most people if they threw up like that you go oh what's wrong with me um okay sorry uh blind obsessions yeah blind obsessions is another way of doing it uh, keeping the distance because if the characters are are unable to sort of process what they're what they're dealing with, then you are sort of more aware of the ridiculousness of the situation, so it becomes funnier. Yeah. Whereas if they are fully able to, if they're in sync with their own reality, then it's it's harder for you to, you know. By the way, if we're talking about blind obsessions and you haven't heard the Philly episode about blind obsessions, it's worth going back. Oh yeah. If, yeah. if you're confused by um, that yeah. terminology, and if you haven't want, listened to the Philly episode, because you watch it's always only in Philadelphia. Watch it's always only in Philadelphia. <laughs> then come back to this. Okay. It's only twelve seasons. There's your homework. Yep. Um, and uh, slapstick, gory slapstick, black slapstick, black stick. <laughs> Okay, uh, so what can we take for uh, us? Um, just, I guess, I guess it's just like you know you're writing comedy, just knowing when something's too much. You don't want to shy away from not being, like if you're if you're trying to be funny, you know you're trying to make a a comedy. You can't go. It'll be funny if I just keep it light and blur because the, what makes things funny is the dark side of life. The, yeah. you need to sort of raise adrenaline in the audience to get them to laugh so you talk about serious things you talk about important things but then you have to somehow distance people from any of the suffering and the pain otherwise they won't laugh and you have to keep it all clear mm. and so Santa Clarita Diet you know, makes cannibalism funny so that's pretty good that's, a, that's, that's just like it's a nice one to have in in the in uh, the back of your head is like an example of how to push it in a certain way, and there are other ways to make cannibalism funny. I would guess, um, and zombies funny. It's just this is the way they've done it. The sort of bright snails poppy. and honey glaze are out though. I would I would guess so. <laughs> I would guess so. So you know, that's... with 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 comedy, I've said this before, and I think it's always worth repeating. It's 
so much easier to write with another person in the room. Yeah. Because you know if comedy... (laughs) We talk about what works and what doesn't work a lot on this podcast and what makes... How do you know when comedy works? Mm. People laugh. Right. Done. Right? And so there's, there's a... There's an argument that, you know, um, the kind of comedy shows that we hate, um, if they're getting laughs, then mm. how can we complain, really? Because uh, people are wrong. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's a taste thing. I think it's a taste there thing. There is a taste thing. People some want pe- to laugh some people are wrong. Some people will try something and they go, I don't like the taste of that. And you, At which point you say, your taste buds are malfunctioning. Goodbye, sir. <laughs> That's the end of it. Uh, it's the same thing with comedy. If uh, if you laugh at things I don't find funny, you're you wrong. De- I feel like you're trying to dig up. <laughs> <laughs> just whatever. You're just doubling down on this now. I am right and have always been right. I've never I'm been just going right. to bring up Game of Thrones again. <laughs> I'm still right about Game of Thrones. <laughs> you are not right. I'm right. That. Everyone else is wrong. <laughs> this is how it is. Um, okay. You need to end on a pun. Okay. Well... I hope this has been a good episode for you, giving you some food for thought. <laughs> Jeez. It's what you wanted, Luke. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> Joke on it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>